um, in the weeks leading up to Easter, we heard messages about uh, people that had encountered Jesus in his ministry here on earth before his death. And then on Good Friday, we gathered and we felt the weight of Jesus' choice to go to the cross to take our sin. Even though he lived a perfect life, he chose to die that sinner's death, and so we felt the weight of that. And then on Easter, on Resurrection Sunday, we got to celebrate Christ's power over death and uh, his ability to offer us forgiveness and salvation. And then, in the weeks following Easter, we have been hearing uh, from different people who have encountered Jesus um, after his resurrection. So last week we heard from Sam, um, Mary at the tomb. Um, Adam Abood wrote a great devotional about Jesus' encounter with uh, the doubting Thomas. And two weeks ago we heard from Josh Shoemaker and Anne-Marie Wechter, and they shared how their lives were headed in a direction and they encountered Jesus and he did a 180 in their lives and sent it in a different trajectory. And so today we're exciting, excited to hear from Graham and Abby Allen. So if you guys want to come on up and get settled, uh, I'm going to just introduce Graham and Abby a little bit. They have been members of our church for quite a few years, so they might be familiar faces to you. Graham often leads worship. Sometimes Abby's up here as well. They co-lead with the Rosses, uh, the high school community group, and volunteer in different areas throughout the church, so they might be familiar to you. Now, Graham and Abby also have a band called Wind and Sail. They create music. Um, some of us are familiar with that. And because we're going to be talking a little bit about their music today and their band, um, I do want to share their mission statement for the band. They gave it to me, and so I wanted to share that with you guys. It says, we exist as a musical group for the purpose of making works of art that acknowledge brokenness, enter into the broader human story, point towards true hope, and serve as a bridge to the gospel of Christ for listeners from a wide variety of backgrounds. We want our music and lyrics to be at times pure fun, at other times challenging, and at all times encouraging, seeking to connect people to God, each other, and their healthiest self. And so I'm excited for them to share a little bit more about their music and their band today. And when we got together to talk about kind of the format of today and what they wanted to share, they were both very clear that they love creating because it mirrors their creator. In Genesis, it says that God created humans in his own image. And when we are making, when we are creating, we are living out our identity as image bearers. And so I'm really excited for you guys to share more about that. I won't steal your thunder. Um, but Graham also shared a passage of scripture um, that I wanted to read. It's something that has been in your mind these last few years, something that's kind of guided you as you've created music. And so I wanted to share Ephesians 2, 8 through 10. I think it's going to be up on the screen. I am sharing uh, the ESV version. All right, it says, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this not of your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. And so that verse will help guide us today. And so why don't we just go ahead and get started? So why don't you guys start sharing a little bit about yourselves, how you came to realize God might have a greater purpose for music in your lives. Yeah, thanks so much for um, setting, setting that up, Christy. It's, it's really a gift that we get to be together on, a, on this beautiful Mother's Day. Uh, I think we'll just, we'll probably start out with um, kind of a little bit of our, our home background. So 
we, uh, we both grew up in, in Christian homes, and we both grew up where music was, was a really big part of, of our respective childhoods. Um, so in high school and, and early college, uh, we kind of both had a, we both had a, a season where we turned from just having kind of the faith of our parents to really feeling like the Lord was putting a calling on us to live our lives for Christ and, and have our um, have the direction of our life be directed towards like Christ and his and his kingdom priorities. Uh, so we met early in in college at, at Grove City College. There are there are a couple Grovers here, so um, and we we both studied mechanical. We, yeah, we both studied mechanical engineering. And when we met, we realized we had a lot of shared interests between both being part of varsity athletics and all of our engineering classes were in the same place at the same time. And um, we found this shared love of music between liking the same bands to also realizing we both like to play music. Yeah, and we have notes because we both thought, I think I'm a public speaker, but I'm not. And <laughs> So forgive us, forgive us for looking at our phones. But uh, yeah, so we started playing music together uh, early in college, uh, just through like very casual coffee house settings that, that the student government put on. And it was always just a, a really fun way for us to spend time together. It was, it was not serious at all. Uh, I thought that we were good. We weren't very good. Uh, we didn't practice very much, but it was always something that we were like, man, this is really, really fun. And, and it's not a priority for us, but, but we kind of wish that we had more time for it to be, uh, be a priority for us. And then we, we graduated and we, we moved up here to New Hampshire and, and we really took a, a hiatus from, from playing music for a while because we were getting focused on work and, and getting settled into a new place and, and a new community. And then around that same time, we got involved with Young Life, and music turns out to be a really big part of Young Life's ministry. And um, so that's kind of when we started playing music together again and starting to really, really reignite our desire to do that, um, both because it was just really fun and then also because we um, just saw it as a really great way for um, like the Young Life kids to get connected, and it's a barrier breaker to just get to like have fun, play music, be silly. Um, and so we just really recognize that as a powerful tool for the Lord to use. Um, so then also one of the fundraisers for Young Life has been the Young Life Night of Music, which we got to participate in in our first year in Young Life. And when we did that for the first time, um, we, we practiced a lot for it and we were really, really nervous for it. Um, and yeah, we just, we didn't have very much fun, but we looked back at the performance and it, it was fine. It was kind of more like a, a heart thing. We were just like really stressed out about it. And um, so we decided the cure for that, to, to have fun playing music together again, was to go down to Portsmouth and just start playing music in the streets. So that kind of became a big part of our musical development, just going down to Portsmouth and street performing. And so we had a lot of fun doing that together and realized that it was also kind of a fun way to meet people because people would come up to us and just start talking to us. Like as we were playing music, we were like, do we stop talking and, or stop playing and, and start talking to you? Anyway, it was really fun. Um, we met people and people seemed to really enjoy it. So that was kind of a big part of some of our summers. Yeah, and we, we were realizing at the same time, because we were spending so much time together kind of picking up our instruments, we, we really through that started writing 
uh, writing a lot of music. We, music became a way that we would kind of process things that we were working through or things that we saw friends going through or, or a particular truth that really captured us. We were like, man, I wanna like encapsulate that in a song. And, and we started really, really liking the songs that we were coming up with, which like strangely enough, like, kind of became a, a tension point because these songs kind of became a, a bigger thing in our, our life. Yeah, you mentioned attention. It, it felt um, like we had a lot of songs that we wanted to share and not a really great way to share it. I mean, playing in the streets is, is fun, but people stick around for maybe 15 seconds. So we have always had a dream of putting an album out of all these songs that we had been writing together. And um, so we started to try to learn to record and produce in our house, which worked semi-well. And um, so we were putting a lot of time into learning these things. Um, just it, was, it became like a hobby that we were just pouring a lot of time into. And so that started to feel like a little bit unjustifiable. We, were, we started like really wrestling with w what it means to like, like, like how we spend our time. And so we started kind of like reading books about like the theology of creating, the theology of making, and found like a lot of richness there. Yeah, and kind of in the midst of, of beginning to wrestle through I, I feel like that's that's pretty relatable. Like we all have very finite time, and, and it, it's hard to figure out how you should fill that time. Um, it was really interesting, kind of how God orchestrated our uh, our life events at that point, because it, it had been a, a really intense season with with work for both of us, and uh, our son Peter had just been born. So we were trying to figure out what the heck that meant. Um, and in the midst of that, we got to go on a a week long young life. Um, a young life trip called Adventure Camp, which was focused on kind of more like deeper discipleship with some of the, the upperclassmen guys. And during that time, I had the opportunity, we went as a family, uh, but I got the opportunity to lead worship for, for the whole week. And, and it was like, it was amazing. It was so much fun. It was like from, from dawn till well after dusk, but it was really I don't know, it, it was really life-giving to be able to spend time to think through, okay, how can, how can we shape the music to, to point our young friends to Christ or, or select songs that identify different points of confusion or, or hope that, that our kids were, like, were really wrestling with and, and use music as a bridge to show how, how Christ can, can be the thing that they are, are looking for. Um, and I loved getting to see you in that role. And I think I told you that weekend, like, you look just so alive and it was fun seeing that for you, um, and so we really, really saw that weekend as kind of the beginning of a calling on our lives um, to be doing music and ministry in some capacity, and we didn't really know what that looked like, um, and it was a little bit scary because on paper we don't have credentials for either of those things, um, but uh, there was also this tension because since we were already spending like a good portion of our time doing music and ministry, um, it, the question was more like, how much time should we be spending? Like, could God be calling us to do this in a more full-time capacity? So that kind of became the question. And in, we feel like the Lord has shown us in the past um, few months, really, that yeah, we do think that he is calling us to do this in a more full-time capacity. Mm -hmm. Oh, I have a little thing here. Yeah. <laughs> so you guys, thank you guys for sharing. Um, you've touched a little bit on how you feel called to create. So could you expand a little bit more on how creating helps you encounter Jesus? Yeah, yeah, I like that you used uh, the word create there because um, as, as we get into um, kind of the, the theology section, I think something that, that really stuck out to Abby and me is 
Like what we're gonna be talking about, this is, this is not about art. This is not about being an artist or a musician. This is really, I think, came out of us really wrestling for answers of like, what is God's perspective on work in general? Uh, what is God's perspective on, on vocation and how we use our time? And, and even like, where does, how does God define you know, our, our personal value and identity? Um, so we really, as we were wrestling through this, we really wanted those answers to be grounded back on scripture and, and on what uh, much wiser people have, have written in, in books. Uh, so one of the books that we'll be kind of pulling a lot of points from is uh, a great book called Art and Faith, super creative title, um, by a, uh, a modern Christian artist named Makoto Fujimura. Definitely look up his stuff. His name will be up here. Um, really, 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 really beautiful things. Yeah. Um, so we're going to talk a lot about what for us has been more specifically art and creating in terms of like music. But when we use those terms in this next section, we just mean like making anything, like whether that's like for your job or like making a meal plan, like anything like that. Like it takes creative creativity and creative thinking to do like so many things in life. And you might think like I'm not a creative person, but like there are areas in your life where you're already using creativity, and so that's kind of what this section we're, we're gonna be addressing. Yeah, um, and so here at Be Free, we really love to use the uh, kind of the narrative framework of creation, fall, redemption, and restoration. So that'll be kind of what we, what we hang, the, uh, hang the arc on as, as, we, as we talk through kind of what the theology of making is. Yeah, so starting with creation. Um, we can look to the Genesis account and see that God is a very creative God. Um, he made everything. He made us as image bearers. Um, and because of that, we are made as a creative people. He made us with the capacity to create things. And um, also, he made us out of his abundance. He didn't need us in any way. He wasn't lonely. He made us out of his incredible richness because he wanted to. And we've found just like tremendous beauty in this fact um, that he made us because he wanted to and so we're worthwhile to him. And um, so we can make things that aren't necessarily needed but are worthwhile. Um, we also think art is a really beautiful way to reflect this paradigm, um, this, uh, this economy uh, because Art isn't always necessary, right? But, but we do believe that it is worthwhile. And we also, um, as humans, tend to think a lot in terms of return on investment. And we feel like we particularly also have fought a lot in, in our life along those lines. And so we, we think it's a beautiful irony that God is calling us into like a line of work that isn't super necessary. Yeah, I like that you said beautiful irony. I feel like it's more annoying a lot of the times because <laughs> it, it just feels very counter to the way that, that we think a lot of the times. Um, I will, uh, we've got a, a quote up here by, by our friend Makoto. Um, so Makoto Fujimura said that we see our existence and value only in terms of fixing the world, but the gospel of a creator who acts out of love, not necessity, liberates us from this bondage. Um, I think this is a, a really beautiful transition point to thinking through how we as Christians living in a broken world are supposed to engage with God's very bold claim that he has made things out of abundance and, and even that God doesn't need us because, you know, none of us need any proof 
of the fact that like we do live in a world that very clearly needs fixing, right? Um, but how does the fact that God doesn't need us necessarily to fix his world, you know, as most clearly shown in the fact that like God himself came to fix the world, how does that then inform how we should live our lives, right? Like it, it kind of can leave, leave a, a question mark there. Um, could you bring up the, the slide with the picture on it? Yes, all right. So as you see behind me, there is a, this pot, this, this piece of pottery. You'll see that there are um, kind of shards that have been fused back together with gold. So this is an example of the Japanese art technique uh, called kintsugai. Kintsugai is where um, a, a Japanese uh, potter will take a, a piece of fine teaware that has broken, and they will then take molten gold and fuse the shards back together. Um, so we'll take something that was broken and use gold and bring it back together. And I think this is actually like a really, really um, beautiful picture of what we as Christ's people get to do when we engage in the act of making something, right? Um, as believers who have the spirit of Christ living in us, like there is an aspect of our work where we are doing works of fusion. Um, Fujimura has said that like, uh, mending is a part of making, that like part of making something oftentimes is taking something that is broken and helping to put it back together. Um, and I think it's really beautiful that we, as the people of Christ who, who come to Jesus recognizing our brokenness, like that is our gateway to Jesus, right? Is first of all saying like, I am, I'm a broken person and I need you, Christ. It's amazing that then from that place, we can make things that recognize that the world, um, our relationship, just things in general are, are not the way that they were or the way that they should be. But you can almost you know, use this as a, as a picture of thinking, like you almost picture the gold as if it's the, the blood of Christ that's, that's fusing us back together and, and making us not only into something new, but something that, that's even more beautiful because the redemption of Christ has, uh, has touched it. Yeah, and thank the Lord, like, we are not the ones that have to do the fixing because we can't live up to that. Um, but God is letting us participate in making the space for the hope of Christ to do that redemptive work. And we get to be uh, like the potter that is administering um, that gold. We get to be the ones who minister Christ to places of brokenness. Um, and like I said before, we're talking about art specifically here, but you can see how this can be true of anything we do as Christians in life. Like as believers, um, we are called to do this just in general in life. We're called to be participating in this kingdom economy. Right, like, you know, just in, like in our friendships, in, in making information systems that are, are orderly and, and beautiful. I mean, uh, both of us have worked as engineers. I think actually like our sense of aesthetic maybe largely came from getting to work as engineers where we were taking things that like were in a very rough form and getting to turn it into something that's so much more beautiful that has like such a, like a, a higher purpose than it started out with. Um, which I think one of the, the helpful kind of anchoring questions that we can have always is, is like, but why? You know, the toddler question. Like, why, why should we make things? Um, and I think that scripture would say that it, it comes back to our identity. Like, each and every one of us as, as believers in Christ, 
thankfully, like we, in, a, in an age where we're constantly told that we have to come up with our own narrative, like scripture has given us an identity that can root us. Um, if you wouldn't mind bringing up the, uh, the Ephesians verse again. So um, I wanted to have kind of two different, transi- two different translations, especially of the first line. Um, you know, we are, we are his creative work, having been created in Christ Jesus for the good works that God prepared um, beforehand so that we can do them. And, and the NLT says that we are God's masterpiece. So I, like our very identity as God's people are, we're his creative work, we're his masterpiece. So that means that like, we are freed to then, it's amazing. God didn't just make a masterpiece for us to exist kind of statically in a museum. You know, like when the Mona Lisa was made, it, it's, it's in a museum, it's not making anything else. But because we were made in the image of God, like we were made as masterpieces to continue making masterpieces. Um, and this, this really isn't just about art as we've been saying, like this, this is about being Christ followers. Um, if you wouldn't mind bringing up the Matthew 6 passage. Um, Christ says to us in the, uh, in the Sermon on the Mount that your eye is like a lamp that provides light for your body. When your eye is healthy, your whole body is filled with light. But when your eye is unhealthy, your whole body is filled with darkness. And if the light you think you have is actually darkness, how deep that darkness is. You know, Jesus, again, is speaking in a lot of, I think, really helpful metaphors. Um, So it kind of brings the question, okay, what is he talking about when he's saying light? What is he talking about when he's saying darkness? I I think what scripture is saying here is that Christ is calling us to live in the light of the resurrection. Think about it this way, if, if we go into our Monday mornings tomorrow and we live as if Jesus did not rise from the dead, right? We, we wake up, we live as if, as if Christ did not die for our sins, then we're still just trying to get by and we're, we're, on, the, we're on the far side of hope, we're in a, we're in a survival mode. Um, but if instead we live our lives filled with the light of the empty tomb, and we live our lives filled with the light of, of Christ resurrected, and let that fill every crack and, and nook and cranny of our lives, then, then we are freed to live in a drastically different way. Because all of a sudden, we're not just trying to get by. Instead, our whole lives can be filled with the fact that Christ has, has bought us into a reality where when Jesus rose from the dead, like he inaugurated a new form of reality. Prior, like, death and brokenness and just getting by like i mean you look at the psalms you look at the old testament like the israelites very justifiably were constantly like lord where is our deliverance and then christ came and now we do concretely in a point of time like have deliverance and when we live in the light of that then all of a sudden like we can we can have a, a an intensely different mindset um if you could bring that that next quote up um Makoto Fujimori, I think, put it well when he said, like, God did not build us as survival machines that would function like clockwork. Instead, we are creatures of magnificence and imagination made in the image of God. Um, I think to, to round this out, kind of to close this off, like Matthew 60, 633, I think is one of the most electric verses that, that really is a, a pinnacle for us to kind of hang our faith on. Um, you know, when Christ says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and, and all things will be added unto you. Like Jesus is saying this a chapter after he says, the kingdom is here. 
pointing to himself. So like when Christ is calling us to seek his kingdom, what he's saying is like, look for the fact that like when I rose from the dead, like a, a new way of being like has, has been inaugurated. You know, when he says seek, seek righteousness, like yes, he is, he is saying follow my word, follow the things that I've, I've said like you should and should not do. But, um, but think about it also in the terms of like, he's saying like, look at life in the sense that like, I have put all things right. I have put you right. I have put me right. And, and so we can now be freed to like make things that put things right in the hope that like one day, you know, when Jesus says in Revelation 21.5 that, you know, behold, I am making all things new. Like that's the reality that we get to wake, you know, that, that's a great reality to wake up into a Monday morning, right? The fact that like Jesus has risen from the dead, his spirit lives in us, and we get to make something that reflects that, no matter how simple or how complex that is. And I don't know, that, that's like, that, that fires me up to, to get up tomorrow. <laughs> Let's just pray and close right now. <laughs> Thank you guys for sharing that. It's really a good message for us all to be challenged by. Um, shifting gears back to your story a little bit. Recently, God has called you to take some steps of faith to make music into a career for you guys. So could you share a little bit about these steps and where you feel the Lord is leading you now? Yeah. Um, we So we have our band, Wind and Sail, and we just are ready to just lean into what it means to be a band together. And so we want to be making music as works of art and to be able to share them. So that's kind of our just basic goal. Um, and so to do that, our plan is to put out our first two singles in the next month or so. And um, so we've been working really hard on those. And we have our debut concert coming up next weekend at Flight on May 14th. So if anyone wants more details on that, please come talk to us. And over the summer, uh, we hope to kickstart for the remainder of our first album. So all of those songs that we've been writing for a long time, we had to kind of pick a few of them to, to really pursue as an album. And we're looking to put that out hopefully by early fall. Um, we're learning that art is expensive in terms of both time and, uh, and money. And um, we feel like it would be easy to just not do what we're doing, but we recognize this as a calling because we also feel like we can't do that. We, we feel very obligated to share the music that God's put on our hearts. Um, and so we trust that he's put them on our hearts for a reason, and we're really excited to see how he uses them. Um, and part of our decision-making process has been realizing that God guides us and he gives us wisdom. So in all of the areas where we feel um, maybe like confused about where to go next, um, we really trust that he's going to make that very clear. And it's quite possible that we'll need to redirect and we trust that he will guide us through that as well. Awesome. Great. Thank you guys so much for sharing today, for being vulnerable with where the Lord is calling you. And, and I haven't stopped thinking about Abby, when you just said meal planning can be creating and when engineers put things together, they're creating. And I think that's a really great challenge for us all to see where we're already creating, where we're already um, being image bearers and mirroring our creator. And that's a really, really great challenge. So over the last two years, Graham and Abby have been putting words and music to their story and they have offered to share two songs with us today. And so if you guys wanna go ahead and get set up, do you need this microphone? Okay, if you guys want to go ahead and get set up, they are going to share a little bit about each of the songs that they are going to be singing. 
and we'll get right to it. Um, so the first song that we, we get to share this morning um, is directly out of a passage from Colossians, the Christ hymn um, from Colossians 1. And um, this song came about because we wanted to memorize more scripture and singing and music is a great way to memorize scripture. So we wanted to commit this passage to memory and so we just put a tune to it and we would love if you would um, be meditating on the passage as we sing it. So it's going to, it's on the screen here, um, just the amazing attributes of our Lord and Savior Christ. Um, Thank you. Thank you for letting me borrow your guitar, Nick. I'm just All right. Is that is that good, David? Cool. All right. of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. Oh, oh, by him all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible. Oh, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities or things were created through him and for him and he is before all things and in him all things hold together behold together together And he's the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in everything he might be preeminent. For in him all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell, and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, making by the blood of his cross, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things were created through him and for him, and he is before all things, and in him all things hold together. Oh, together, together, oh. We, we wrote that song because we really want to 
we have a hard time memorizing scripture, so we're like, we're going to try and write songs because we can memorize songs, but we can't. <laughs> it's hard to memorize text. Um, this next song uh, is a song that we actually wrote for my cousin's wedding, uh, so it is very boringly titled The Wedding Song. Um, and uh, we wrote it because my cousin, uh, when she asked us to play at our wedding, she was like, okay, so I, I want a song that really clearly points to Jesus, but is accessible to any audience, like if you don't have a relationship with Jesus, and I want it to be really happy, but I also want it to be triumphant, and she just kept on listing these criteria, and we're like, oh my gosh, Whitney, I, I don't know a song like that. So w- we tried. So, so we wrote a custom song. Yes. <laughs> You and I've been held by the hands of the potter And you and I were made to shine with the sun You and I've settled deep in the valley Wandering and aching to be we were crafted as an image, brilliant as diamond, strong as soul. But fissures ran the length of our making, bruises from our choice to take control. But he would not let go. Today you and I stand side by side. As it is on high, we saw before time this flourishing rhyme. We're standing here at the start, Lord Jesus, make us into your arms. You and I, my dear, are joining hands. Woven one with God, a sail for His plans. Like a cord of three strands unbroken. Wrapped us in a promising love We've been wound and washed, bound by the cross The waves may toss, but He will anchor our home And today you and I stand side by side And echo below as it is on high He saw before time this flourish and rhyme. Now our eyes are on the horizon. This vessel he's made won't tarnish your faith. Oh, come this north to the harbor and port. There's a song on the wind. This is where we Of us. 
We're standing here at the start. Lord Jesus, make us into your heart. Thank you for encouraging us toward Jesus today, really. So how can we be praying for you guys? Oh, yeah. Yeah, um, I think just for, for God's, like, continued wisdom. We don't know what we're doing, um, but, like, we, we trust that the Lord will continue to, to guide us. So, yeah, prayers for our marriage as we, like, work very much as, as a team, um, which we're really excited about. That's something we really love. Um, Thank you. All right, I'm going to just take a few minutes to pray, and I think Nick will come up and do uh, close us out. So, God, thank you so much for being so creative and uh, for creating us in your image so that we can go forward and make and um, see beautiful things and just mirror you, Father. What a blessing that is. Um, we just thank you for Graham and Abby for being vulnerable with us today, uh, for sharing the music and sharing their hearts and their love for you, God. We pray as they go out uh, to share this music with those who don't know you or those who do know you, God. I pray that there, it will be an encouragement. It will draw people to you, God. Uh, please continue to guide them. Please continue uh, to give them peace and challenge them to take the steps forward that they need to take. Um, we pray that we can be supportive of them and um, just be good friends and supports along the way, God, for them. 